have to develop talent and look for talent and cultivate talent beyond the traditional ways we look. And so tying together that reality of the business we all look at every day of how do we shop for technologists when they're not walking around wearing a t-shirt that says, hey, I'm a technology savvy person. How do we do that? Well, it's with partners like the Nashville Software School who are helping do that, helping nurture people through it, helping them realize the talent that they have. Nashville Software School has been so refreshing for me to see a place that helps cultivate that and build the confidence for people to walk the walk and talk very confidently about their ability to go forward. With more companies moving their operations to Nashville, our tech community has seen plenty of growth over the past decade. But what about Nashville attracts companies to move here in the first place? What helped put Nashville on the map as one of the fastest growing tech hubs in the country? In this episode of 10 Years, 2000 Journeys from the Nashville Software School, we're talking with Brian Mays from Eventbrite, Michael Abair with Capgemini, and the former CEO of the Greater Nashville Technology Council, Brian Moyer, to explore these questions and more. I'm Clark Buckner, and I'm really excited for you to hear these conversations with our guests as we discuss some of the reasons why their companies made the decision to expand to Nashville. From the relatively quiet planting of a customer service team by Eventbrite that quickly led to building a development team here, to more major announcements from recent companies like Capgemini. There's a lot to cover, so let's dive right in. Hello. I am Brian Mays. I'm a senior director of engineering at Eventbrite, and I have been in tech in Nashville for eight years now. Brian with an I, Moyer, <laughs> as opposed to the other way yeah. of spelling Brian. <laughs> I've been in tech in Nashville for 23 years at this point, and the title is just hanging out these days. Yeah, previous CEO of the National Technology Council. You're still staying busy, though. I'm still staying busy. I'm here. And I'm Michael Hebert. Uh I dare you to try to spell my last name, <laughs> since you guys are going to go down the how you spell things. Um, I'm a senior director and people unit lead for our cloud and custom applications for Capgemini here in Nashville. And this is where I get to tell the fun part. 23 years in the business, a year here in Nashville. But we'll get to more on that because it goes to some of the topic we're going to talk about. Ooh, I'm excited to hear it. So this episode, we really wanted to highlight sort of the catalyst of what put Nashville on the map in a really big way as being a tech hub. So each of you bring a unique perspective here. We're going to be talking a little about what has attracted talent and companies right here to Music City. So Brian Mays, I would love to begin with your work at Eventbrite. Just, let's just start off with Eventbrite Moved here in 2014, right? Yep, 2014. And Eventbrite was one of the major first unicorns or a high-growth Silicon Valley startup to locate a software development team in Nashville. And so this was at a time no one really thought of Nashville as like a, a great place to go and build a huge tech team. So I would love to hear from you about those early days, why was this so important? How have you seen from your unique perspective being at Eventbrite for seven, eight years now? You know, what what comes to mind? Well, I can talk a little bit about kind of how we came here and how we started. 
2014, we are looking for a different place for our customer service portion of our business to move to. We evaluated a bunch of cities. Uh, I think it was like Austin, Salt Lake City, Nashville here, a few others. The company decided to settle into Nashville, uh, and that was kind of our first foray. There was a uh, like a, a fact-finding team that was cross-functional going all around the U.S., Uh, We are looking to just expand our presence and kind of go to different places in the U.S. So, like I said, customer service first. Uh, The cross-functional team arrives and they start to kind of plug in the engineering part of that, plugs in with the local community, the tech community, and really was kind of blown away by what they saw, like the people they talked to. And then it wasn't just kind of like a one-way thing. The community locally really kind of reached out and said, hey, you guys are here. We want to introduce you to all these people. So it was a mutual kind of like back and forth. We were here. They met people they really liked and they introduced them to more people. So we decided that we wanted to also grow out some portion of the technical team here as kind of an experiment to see what was going on. And that was the start. We were looking at it as like, let's see what happens and let's see what we can grow. As we got here, uh, more and more as we kind of peeled back the layers, like the number of people that we found here, the quality of the talent was just really, really great. Um, We were, I think, really successful early on hiring too because we had a pretty unique value proposition and kind of employer kind of product that we were offering. We were different than a lot of things were here. Uh, And so we had some really great early success and that just kind of led to us like doubling down as we went along. So we we invested more and more in this place because this place kept delivering. So that's kind of like the start, I guess. I love the the example of the start. And so the the thing about doing more customer support and then boom, hey, there's a lot of tech talent. And then you are an essential part from my perspective of being part of this building. So how have you seen the development team growing and how have you seen that changing in Nashville, the growth of Nashville's tech community? Yeah, so the growth of Nashville's tech community, I think um, we have seen other companies showing up. I think there's people here today (laughs) that are showing up, getting into town. Uh, The growth has been here. I think we talked a lot about the success as a company. It was something that was important to us, and so we talked about it. I don't think we were the only reason that people were showing up. I think there was a lot of other people. Brian is evangelizing Nashville all over the place and was able to start to point to various places that had real success. And so I think how has it changed? It's it's become much more populated with more variety. Like I talked kind of about the, the offering that we had in terms of employee experience and that kind of thing. I think companies here iterated, and I think that as companies moved in, they brought more and different things uh, because everybody is not the same and everybody likes different things. And so we just have a lot more variety. We have a lot more choice. I think that early on that was kind of a feeling that I heard from people like, hey, I only kind of have like one or two things that I really kind of uh, feel connected to. Now, I don't know that you're like running into that the same way that you were. There's a lot more choice and that creates stability for people who are here to stay. And I think it creates an attraction for people who come from outside is that, you know, as a someone who like work is important, it helps you kind of like uh, it engages you. And it also is the way that you kind of like help live your life. It provides you means to live your life. Right. And so you want to have some stability in that. And so that's been a change, I think, is there's a lot more of that. 
and a lot more variety and a lot more kind of offerings. And then uh, in terms of like what it's done to us in terms of attracting talent has made our jobs harder. But that's not a bad thing. I still think we have like an amazing work environment to offer. I think there's a lot of other people who have great ones, but you know, I'm biased because I think we're the best. <laughs> well, hey, more of a comment, less of a question, but I remember Eventbrite being tech company of the year, like recognized here at when we had NTC awards downtown. Y'all are nodding your head yes. and. Um, you know, Brian Moyer was there as when he was CEO. And so, yeah, that variety of good experience, that's lifting all boats, mm-hmm. right? And so Eventbrite brought so many good things here. It's, it's funny how much of what you just shared resounds with us a few years later with Capgemini's yes. journey into this space of it all starts with the, your classic business models where people pull out the numbers and the very quantitative things. Uh, where's the location? And we don't stop at the location of, okay, it's this range of many of our clients, major decision centers, technology centers for those clients, because you have to keep those relationships. Um, Is there easy access for them to join you in your center? Because there are times where you want to bring them to you. Sometimes you need to go to them. Okay, that's step one. That's dimension one. Dimension two starts getting into, is this a location that's got the staying power, as you mentioned? It's not just right for technology and innovation and creativity now. It's going to be right in the long run. It's got that momentum going where there's a gravity to the city and what's going on with technology. You add on to that that it's also a place that we found that both the people we were hiring, we started throwing out. We, we have a national footprint. We have a global footprint. You give people three choices. And the moment Nashville went on the list, the number of people who were like, yeah, I'd love to be there, I'd like to start a family there. I think it's a great scene. Again, you're talking about the, the kinds of comforts, the work-life balance things, the things that get people to want to be in a city. Um, I've definitely lived and worked in some of the cities we've had in the past where um, you couldn't bribe people to want to go to be there. Um, I've also been in the city that had the exact opposite. It didn't have the staying power. You move in, I'll, I'll sell it out. I, I lived in Seattle for a while. It was Bay Area 2.0, about the same time Eventbrite came here to Nashville. Everybody thought the 25% savings would help people's uh, quality of life. And about two years later, it was as expensive as the Bay Area. It didn't have the staying power, and anybody who could wanted to move out. Nashville didn't seem to have any of those struggles. And that gravity I mentioned of people in all the different dimensions of technology, we haven't even touched on the university ecosystem here all of them supporting majors and programs, not just for their students who are full-time getting degrees, but secondary programs, executive education programs around different dimensions of technology. As you said, from customer experience and design thinking to actual technology and different techniques and architecture patterns. When you have that at every different layer, even down into the middle schools, you've got an environment where it's going to be a culture that continues to build on top of itself and it's got that staying power. That was the hook that got us after we got past the, oh, look, if you take a map of the U.S., 70% of our clients were within 200 miles of this location. Then it was just that gravity of everything that had started. Yeah, Michael, I love that. And lately, I mean, so many things have changed in Nashville over the years. So Alliance Bernstein, Amazon, EY, Oracle, and now Capgemini, it is, I think, over 500 tech jobs that Capgemini has committed to to launch the the new delivery center. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's the official number. The unofficial number is higher than that. <laughs> you want to over, yeah, over deliver, right? 
So I'm hearing you on the spot, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) That's Brian for you, yeah. And and the good news is I can keep the smile because I know that what he's saying is the truth. (laughs) And I also know that we're doing well. (laughs) That's great. So I'm hearing, to recap that, you're saying the staying power, the geographical location of Nashville. Anything else that comes to mind of just why this this place for you is just really was like, this is where we need to be. (laughs) So I will tell my story. I've had the privilege in my career to live in this country and in other countries and in several states in the United States. And it was June of 2021. We finally got the notification that our flight to Nashville had stopped being canceled for COVID. For those of you who don't know, Capgem and I had been looking to do this before COVID hit. And certainly that environment put us in a position where a beautiful office space where we bring people together to rapidly spread COVID was probably not a wise idea. When it was approached to me, I was at a good transition point with the projects and roles I had. It took about 24 minutes, not, not hours, 24 minutes to say, absolutely. I had come here when I was younger. I grew up in the Atlanta area. Um, and I was like, this, this is a great place to be. There's a lot of stuff from um, going down to Broadway and people watching because I'm always a good time. Sh- I'm pretty sure the locals don't frequent the, that area as much as the tourists do. Um, to being able to get to wineries, get out in the country and just see some of the space. Like I said, the drawing power of people who feel like they can land here and it can be a place they stay for a long time for a family, that was powerful to me. Um, I'm a funny story, I've got a 17-year-old and a one-year-old. So for us with the one-year-old and thinking about that, it was, okay, let's, let's find a place that we love. And then it was the same thing as the people who had been before me in the process started talking about the technology gravity. Uh, obviously for us, with Amazon being one of our partners, finding out that they were putting a great investment in this city was huge. That's actually part of the group I lead is is the group that partners with Amazon. Um, and from there, it was just meeting the students and the people, not just from the local area, but knowing that we're able to recruit nationally for people who want to come to Nashville. Right now, our map covers for the people we have incoming at that campus entry level, 37 states covered right now. And that was one of the things that first time I got to meet Brian Moyer here, we were talking about that, that gravity of the draw to bring in talent. The next wave was our experienced hires, our experienced talent that we had. So like me that wanted to relocate here. And then it was about the environment that, um, and this is where I, I give the great to our people who laid out our facility, getting back to that design environment and that environment of working. You were talking about Brian Mays about the, how do you help people balance what I like to call Jedi time and that collaboration time, that time where you want to put on your noise canceling headphones, throw on your hood and do the things you need to do to heads down to get what you want to get done or the times you need to go in and use technology. And let's say some things that are archaic, like our whiteboards and even a chalkboard showed up um, and collaborate. People around here were all about that. And it's hard to put a finger on where it comes from. But like I said, anybody you meet in this environment, they want to work together. Technology is part of what they throw at it. They're willing to experiment, and that has been a wonderful environment for us. Michael, I can just tell the smile on your face. Like, I can feel the joy. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here now. That's (laughs) wonderful. And so, you know, one side of the table, Brian May's talking about early, early days of Eventbrite, and now you, Michael, talking about recent days. It's curious to me that here we have Brian Moyer, previous CEO of the NTC, seated in between both of you. And so... My best friends. Best friends. (laughs) So, Brian, you've been 
I mean, CEOs, your role, 2016, and you just passed the torch on. So you've been able to see a lot of movement play out behind the scenes. I mean, all, I mean there's a lot of work that goes into these huge announcements and these, these big commitments. So I would just love to hear a little about you know, how did the questions that companies asked about Nashville or concerns they had about moving to Nashville change or, or not change during your discussions with companies considering Nashville over the years? Did you see any changes? What, what's kind of the, the perspective you have now? Well, there has been. From, from my perspective, growing the tech community and the tech ecosystem here has always been about talent. Talent's the currency of the future. And that's always been what our focus is and what we felt was the most important. So what's changed? And this really ties back very directly to the Nashville Software School and the reason that we're here. John Wark, who founded the Software School, was an advisor for a startup that I had uh, when he decided that he was going to, uh, going to start the software school. And that's a story in and of itself. And I'm not sure that that's one of the topics we want to dig into. But for him, it was all about the talent and people complaining that there wasn't enough talent and nobody really doing anything about it. And he said, by golly, I'm just going to do that. So all the way back to that point, it's, it's been about the talent. What I've seen as far as differences in communication from whether it's individuals or companies that were looking to relocate the first challenge that we faced was we had to create some critical mass. Um, so critical mass in a couple of forms. One was when you would talk to individuals about potentially relocating here, it was common back in 2016 for them to say, yeah, that looks like a great opportunity, but if that doesn't pan out, where else am I going to go to work? critical mass from a company perspective of just proving that we had the talent to support the growth that they, uh, that they wanted to, to see. The story of Eventbrite, we saw repeated over and over and over again. So you came here to build out your customer support team, yep. as did Lyft, as did Postmates, as did a number of other companies, but you were the first and you kind of got, uh, got that process going. And just like you got here and discovered, hey, there's more than just great customer support people. There's actually tech talent here that we can tie into. These other companies did the same thing. And that seemed to be the start of building, building this community that exists today. And then over the years, and by the way, you personally have played a crucial role in all of this. I mean, you came here and you just jumped in. You're looking right at Brian Mays right I'm now. I'm looking at Brian you're, Mays. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to be more descriptive. <laughs> no, but you're right. He did. You're absolutely it's, right. You've, you've, been, you've been a great supporter of our community, and I appreciate that. I know. Thank I'll, you for saying that. It's, uh, it's easy to come into a community that's great like this and help support it. So uh, we all, I think, supported one another creating something that it is today. I think there's still work to do, but like this has been great to see what's happened in Nashville over the last eight years. You know, the things that everybody mentions as they come to visit, it's hard to describe the magic the, the, that, that is Nashville until you get here and you 
reach out trying to meet people and wow, they actually agreed to meet with me. You know, you can, we love to say that you can get a first appointment with just about anybody in town, but the second one you've got to earn. People from either coast aren't accustomed to that. Um, and it is something that's unique and special about Nashville. But as this critical mass began to, uh, began to grow, it just, it just kind of caught on and, and it was like a snowball. Um, and there were a lot of people promoting this and there so many people that deserve credit for, uh, for what's happened here. But those are the things that I saw it was you reach that critical mass and then today with its Capgemini or Oracle or Amazon or, you know, dozens of other companies that have recently relocated here, when you ask them why Nashville, one of the first things that comes out of their mouth, besides lower taxes and, you know, is the talent. And what they're referring to is not that we have thousands of people sitting on the bench waiting to go to work. It's that We've got 20 colleges and universities in the area, 125,000 college students that are here. They see that. They may not realize at first that only 8,000 or so of those are involved in technology-focused degrees. You know, lots of students, not so much, which is why the software school plays such an important role with, with this. But the other part of that is it's so easy, as both these guys mentioned, it's so easy to recruit to Nashville. You know, I had Oracle on stage and asked that question, why Nashville? And what he said was, as we interviewed our employees and future employees and asked them where they would like to work, Nashville kept coming up. So why fight it? Why not join? Why not, why not move here and be where our employees want to be? And, and that was so much like, as I said, we, Nashville was not on our list in most of our recruiting places. Um, and it went from not on the list to a consistent top three checkbox to the point where now it's pretty consistently a top one checkbox. It, it, it absolutely validates what you're saying, Brian, about that. I also want to share a little bit of the story because you touched on something that grabs me, uh, a little bit of the personal side of this. So I'm a mechanical engineer. That's what my education is. But I'm computer-aided design, manufacturing, and engineering. So my software engineering was all let's write long running procedures to make sure the windshield wiper covers the most efficient part of the window. Transitioned into consulting, focusing on telecom and the systems that supported the boom of cable and DSL service into our homes in the late 90s. If somebody hadn't taken the chance to look at me as one of those part of the 125,000 that's not the 8,000, mm -hmm. I'm not here right now. But somebody took the time to realize that talent is not just because the paper says I'm typecast for this. It's that I may have chosen a journey that went anywhere. And that ties us back to the Nashville Software School and partners of that nature is uh, touching on my 17-year-old. She's in a lot of STEM classes. She's about to be a junior this next year starting out. Um, she's taken several AP classes. And about midway through the second semester last year, her sophomore year, she thought about walking away from it the stigma and the bias of being a female in STEM classes. It was not that she couldn't do them. It's I hate that. that. It, was the, it was that she's sitting in a class where she, she's the 5%. She's the one in 20 who's female. So far too often we look at notes on a paper to make decisions of what somebody's capable of without considering that 
the decisions that got them to that piece of paper or even not getting a piece of paper in the form of a diploma or degree was somehow an indicative of their abilities. It's not. We have to look more of what that tells us to how we ask the questions to pull out that potential and capability. And that's where I look at what Nashville Software School is doing for whether it be the pivoters, the people whose journey didn't have the same opportunities as others and getting them an odd opportunity because the, the, we all hear about the 80% of statistics are made up right on the moment. Well, the thing that has always stuck with me was when I joined this industry, I think that the purported number was for every one job in IT, there were two applicants. And for every 10 jobs, seven of them were gonna be filled by a computer science major. You fast forward 20 plus years, for every five jobs, there's one applicant and the likelihood they're a computer science major is down in the 12% range. We have to develop talent and look for talent and cultivate talent beyond the traditional ways we look. And so tying together that reality of the business we all look at every day of how do we, how do we shop for technologists when they're not walking around wearing a t-shirt that says, hey, I'm a technology savvy person. How do we do that? Well, it's with partners like the Nashville Software School who are helping do that, helping nurture people through it, helping them realize the talent that they have, helping people who, again, back on the story of my daughter, if she finds herself down the path of away from science and technology, it doesn't mean she doesn't have the ability. It means she chose a path to solve a different problem, which is more of a, a challenge on our social world that we're trying to solve. And so when I do that, when we go through anything of our recruiting, you have to look beyond the, what are the credentials say written on the paper? What are the credentials in that person's mind and heart? And that's where, quite frankly, Nashville Software School has been so refreshing for me to see a place that helps cultivate that and build the confidence for people to walk the walk and talk very confidently about their ability to go forward. So, And I think something that ties into that a point that I always love to make as far as the X factor that Nashville brings to this is this creative community that exists here. So I'm a college dropout and I was studying economics and then ultimately taught myself to, uh, to code, but I was also a musician. And so the correlation between the skills um, to, to be a musician and a, and a software developer were so similar, the mathematical side, the creative side. I know it's a high percentage. I don't know if you know uh, what the percentage is, but I've heard it's 30, 40% of the graduates of the software that schools. That sounds accurate. Are, are actually, you know, came from the music industry here. There's a lot um, of, every single cohort, there's a, certainly at least a couple people who were either professional musicians or they have a, a real affinity towards being musicians. We had an episode just... I was just going to point out, Clark, didn't you guys just do an episode We had a really... It software? was really... Yeah. Fa I'm not a musician, but I think anyone can and listen to that and really get so much perspective out of it, of why everything you're saying right now, Brian Moyer, about the the reasons why there's... It makes sense. And well, hey, Music City, it's a, it's a real thing. I love that you're calling it the creativity. It was yeah. one of the reasons we chose to come here as Eventbrite. Like when we did our evaluation of the different cities like I was talking about the the kind of synergy between our business like ticketing and events and we even call our our customers creators and the creativity of the local kind of community was one of the things that tipped the scale for Nashville 
I mean, there are a lot of creative cities. Austin, Austin has some of that. L.A., of course, has that. New York has that. But Nashville has its own brand of that. And it just, it just is the X factor that, that makes us unique uh, across, across the United States. Yeah, really, uh, Michael, I think, was saying something about the Nashville Software School and how it, it brings kind of those people from different backgrounds together. Um, it's really fun to go through the demo days and a piece of kind of the conversation with each of the people is like kind of where did you come from? How's your story to get here? And the diversity of stories and kind of the things that people bring, it's really neat to be able to see that change. Uh, and it's such a, I think, a really efficient way to kind of make that change happen. Like, you know, some people back in the day, kind of before things like Nashville Software School existed, you go back maybe to university and you or you do a night kind of program or something like that. And they sometimes that's a lot of money or sometimes that's, you know, a lot of time. Uh, and I think Nashville School Software School has created something that like allows that to be, it's not like it's free. It's not like it doesn't have any time or commitment, but it also is pretty efficient on in terms of being able to pivot in your career and be able to create something new. So I have a question for you for both of you, we would hear over and over and over again from our member companies, yeah, I've, you know, it's great that we have all these students that are coming out of college, or, but we need people with experience, with two to five years worth of experience. And I would always say, so define what you mean by that. Do you literally mean that they need to have been sitting there coding for two to five years, or are you really just looking for somebody that has life experience and that'll show up to work on time and that's what the software school, once upon a time, the average age was 29 or 30, something like that. Um, so what you're getting is people that have held a job before, that have life experience, that even though they may be an, an entry-level software developer, they're coming with a maturity that is going to be different than a college, a college hire. Um, yeah, that's 100%. I mean, Michael, I don't know if you want to say I was going to say it's it, the experience is a balance of both within a team of people. I would tell you just uh, calling out the industry and technology over 20 years. When I first started, I felt like everybody had to understand process engineering and technology engineering. You had to be grounded in the domain or industry you were working with. And then technology boomed in the various things. It was from these three languages were the only one to all of these different frameworks and languages. Long way of saying, people got very specialized in the technology and lost track of the businesses. One of the greatest types of experience the Nashville Software School candidates and now employers are bringing to us is how many of them actually worked for one of our clients. And then one day they realized that the technology they're developing is related to solving a problem they used to have personally. So where they're just starting their foundation in technology, their ability to interpret a business that they've been in, even if it's a competitor, one of our clients they worked for, that experience is the one that helps ground them because now they're looking at it going creative. And this is where I'm gonna loop back to, um, I love the first part of it that, that Brian Mays talked about, about hearing people's stories to get there. My, my, then next favorite question is to ask when they're done with their demo is tell me the number one thing you're disappointed with in your solution and what would you do with it? And it teaches two things, the creativity that you mentioned, Brian Moyer, that people have. They're, they're never satisfied. Success is something to be improved upon, not simply repeated. And the second part is the humbleness to say, I could improve. 
that's not the same in every place I've worked as far as geographies and cities, that culture. Here, there's a, no matter how well I did, I'm going to improve. There's a humbleness to acknowledge there was something to be improved. That's powerful, and those students demonstrate that. So you couple that, those aspects of the humbleness and the willingness to um, be vulnerable about their solutions and critique it, the creativity, and oh, by the way, their, their walks of life that got them to this moment, varied. Like, as you mentioned, we've had candidates who, um, uh, well, actually one of them talked to this morning, has a background in 10 years in freight and logistics, works up to a, a, being a director in that company. We talked for 30 minutes about the industry and domain knowledge of logistics and supply chain management. His technology may just be at his foundation, but his industry and domain experience is such that yeah, he's going invaluable. to move mm -hmm. quickly to solve solutions in that space. I think kind of another killer piece of the Nashville school, software school offering, uh, especially back kind of when we started, we talked about kind of like the past and the now. Um, I think the local universities were offering a bit more of a kind of traditional computer science kind of background. And some of the things we found when we went to go to the, some of the schools was a gap between kind of like the practical experience, like they'd never maybe touched GitHub in their entire kind of like career in, in school where Nashville Software School uh, was maybe leading the curve a little bit and that they created a very practical set of things that they taught people. Uh, but the National Software School initially had a pretty le good leg up and that somebody, you know, maybe had less training over time. But in terms of like the they had their kind of like background where they lived before, something we said was important, as well as they had this like leg up and that they had very practical experience with the things that that industry was doing. Yeah. And here's the deal. It's not a zero sum game. I mean, somebody like the software school coming in is not going to take away opportunities for graduates of our of our local universities. The demand is so great and there's no end in sight to that, that there's, you know, we need everything that we have plus more to just continue to, to meet the demand. Yeah. I think if anything, it's kind of helped everybody kind of iterate. Uh, and so if somebody new comes in and offers something a little bit different, people are going to learn from that. It's kind of the agile test and iterate thing, right? Like it happens in aspects of our life and it's happened in, I think, pieces of how talent has arrived on the market. Hey, I am feeling just so much happiness and excitement hearing this. Our producer Jessica in here with us is, we're both just, just loving what you're saying because it's hard work, you know, NSS being a nonprofit, it truly takes community lift and support. And, you know, Brian Mays, uh, you were just saying like, that's such a great compliment, NSS kind of being on that edge of like what is needed. Episode one of this podcast, we had the founder, John Wark, was talking about going to companies saying, hey, what is it that you would need? If we did this, would you would this be helpful for you? And so it, that's it's really just cool to see where things are. You know, it's been 10 years, 2000 graduates, and there's still, a, you know, so much more to keep to continue going. So one of my final questions is just what advice would you give to other companies moving or building their tech teams in Nashville? Any any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Embrace the whole opportunity. You will come here with one target. We, Brian Mays and I have both spoke about the fact that there's a business case behind making decisions and it usually founds on one idea. The moment you discover all the other dimensions that Nashville has to offer in this space, embrace them all. From the talent pools and even the ones that are not your traditional campus hiring, 
the environment, the knowledge, you will miss too much if you don't embrace it all. If you stay with your original focus solely, you will, you will miss out. Thanks, Michael. That's great. We just launched a, a couple of years ago a program called Tech in the Nashville to try to re recruit not only individuals but, but companies, tech companies to town. And what we heard, and I, I guess I must have known this, but it just hit me. So many people said, what I love about Nashville is you have all of this energy and this excitement and this creativity and this, and this burgeoning tech uh, ecosystem, and yet I feel like I can come here and it's still small enough that I can make a difference as opposed to setting up shop in Chicago or New York or on the West Coast or even in Austin. There's just an opportunity to come here and make a difference. And that's so important to individuals and companies. Thank you for that. Brian Mays, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I think um, it was something that we felt was really important with us arriving here. And I'd say when you arrive and, the, and you start to build things here, engage with the local community, engage with the people. Uh, I think Brian kind of touched on a little bit. There's something kind of unique, something great. The podcast you had in the past about the community, I think a little bit of it was surfaced there. But it's a it's a really important piece of what I felt like was different here, that kind of small but big, and the ability to to reach those people and to kind of get plugged into what's here and what's, what's starting. That community is really neat and kind of special, and I haven't seen it anywhere else. And I haven't seen it degrade as we've gotten bigger. If anything, it's gotten like even more kind of solid as it's gone along. Uh, and so that would be the advice. Engage with the community. Awesome. I love it. Well, I know, we know you're all very busy people. We really appreciate you carving out the time for this. So with that said, thank you so much for everything you're doing in the community and the support of Nashville Software School. We're looking forward to the future. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's pretty wild to think that in such a short time, Nashville has gone from a city with a small grassroots tech community to being one of the nation's fastest growing tech hubs. That growth has been spurred by the companies who saw the unique opportunities our city and its people have to offer. Whether back in 2014 when Eventbrite moved in or now with companies like Capgemini, every announcement is just a reminder of why Nashville is such a special place to establish your tech career. If you're ready to make a change in your career and want to join in on all the growth happening in our tech community, head on over to NashvilleSoftwareSchool.com to learn more about all the upcoming programs. Thanks for listening. 10 Years, 2,000 Journeys, Celebrating 10 Years of Tech in Nashville is presented by Nashville Software School in celebration of their 10-year anniversary. Follow on Apple Podcasts or follow anywhere you listen to your favorite shows.